We're delighted to have Amanda Polich come and share some of her life and her spirituality with us, her experience, strength, and hope. Amanda, good to have you. Well, I have to say, I think my parents are probably looking down on me and glad I'm doing this today. So I first want to say my name is Amanda Polich, and thank you guys for having me to he here today. Thank you to my friend Joni, who I've been on this journey with, my husband and my friend Kim supporting me today, and really to the congregation and Father Bates. Um, he told me to talk louder. Okay. I'm not, I don't do this all the time. So, oh, that's better? Okay, good stuff. That makes me less nervous, too. Um, for bringing this awareness to the uh, St. Francis community. I think it's really important. It's really important for those of us here in the Houston community. It helps us have a healthier communi community. I also thank you for listening to my story today. I think, you know, when we share our stories, there is healing in that. And when we listen to other people's stories, we learn and we're able to connect to our own story. So I'm really grateful for you guys. Uh, I'm a wife, a mother, a friend, a businesswoman, a volunteer. I love that you have Dress for Success here today. I do quite a bit of work with that. Um, and I'm also an alcoholic. My sobriety date is November 13th of 2013. You see, I was all those things before I became an alcoholic. I grew up with an amazing family. My family was intact. I'm still close to my brothers today. I didn't experience trauma, and we went to church most Sundays. Drinking was a normal part of social events. The 4th of July, Christmas, vacations, they all included a stash of booze. My family wasn't daily drinkers. It wasn't something I came home to every night. But those holidays and celebrations all had that, that stash of booze. So when I got to high school, naturally, I thought this was normal behavior, a rite of passage, and thus began my drinking career. College was college, and college weekends were always filled with parties and dinners, sporting events, and vacations, all with that stash of booze, just as I had known growing up. After college, I was holding down a successful career, enjoying life. I moved to Chicago, and wow, that was a great city to be young and professional and single. Um, I had a lot of fun. I didn't drink at home alone. I didn't drink during the week. And I couldn't have, fathom having a drink at lunch until I did. You see, alcoholism is a progressive disease. Traveling weekly with an unlimited expense account introduced me to nightly drinking. And when the traveling stopped, the drinking didn't. All the things I mentioned above, drinking alone, drinking during the day, and drinking before client meetings, the things that I couldn't fathom doing 10 years before became the norm. And the worst part of it, I had no idea I had a problem. You know, delusion is a real thing. The only alcoholic I knew growing up was my grandmother's father, and he was mean, and it was never discussed. I didn't realize you could be all the things that I opened with and still be an alcoholic. So with the help of some family and friends, I was thrust into this thing called recovery. I had no idea what it was, but I knew it wasn't serving me or my family well. My first treatment in 2012 was not well received by me, but after a few days in the hill country, the weather was nice, somebody was cooking for me, they were cleaning for me, I met some nice people, and nobody was asking me for my sales quota. I decided to stay. So I stayed the requisite 28 days, and I drank the day after I got home. 
I didn't connect with anything I learned. I thought this alcoholism was fascinating, but it still didn't resonate with me. So I tried a little 12-step and a little drinking, and when it got worse, I showed back up to that treatment center just nine months later. They told me it was okay to be imperfect and handed me a card that said I was perfectly imperfect, and we started back on the recovery process. I realized how important this saying has been in my life, and somehow, although I wasn't perfect, I started connecting the dots, and I started showing up. I started connecting to the first step. I admitted I was powerless over alcohol, and my life had become unmanageable. You can insert anything for alcohol here. Prescription drugs, pot, pills, queso, gambling, you name it. Anything to numb the pain. Our book tells us, essentially if, when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably an alcoholic. I never really quite tried to quit. I didn't think there was much sense to that. But I definitely didn't stop once I started. I either ran out or passed out. Once I became willing and asked for help, the 12-step community told me the solution was a spiritual experience. Steps two and three share that only a power, higher power could restore me to sanity, and I was to give my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him. I didn't think I was too, I, I didn't think I was insane, but here I was in a treatment center for the second time in nine months. Again, that delusion is a, is a pretty powerful thing. So I grew up going to Resurrection Lutheran Church on the north side and spent many Sundays there. I spent three years in junior high in confirmation classes, and these guys bring back good memories for me. Um, getting married in the Lutheran Church was important to me. Right? If God was my solution, then I could check that box. But reality is, why I was believed in God and I was a Christian, I didn't have much of a relationship. I prayed for people when they were sick, um, and just kind of, like I said, check the blocks. Reality is, recovery is where I started building my relationship with God. My sponsor taught me how to pray, and to pray on a regular basis, morning and night. It started simply asking to keep me sober for the day and then thanking him for keeping me sober at night. And it started working. The days added up. I really grasped onto our third step prayer. I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self so that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties and that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. I say that every morning to help guide me. It's taught me that I'm not in control, and it was God's, God's way. My sponsor told me, taught me about Psalm 46, be still and know that I am. Patience is a virtue after all. So I started to show up, and I gave 110%. I worked the 12 steps, built a relationship with God, and surrounded myself with people who had gone before me. What's been given to me in return is a life I couldn't imagine before recovery. The Houston community surrounded me and showed me not only how to live a life, but to thrive without alcohol. They showed me how to go out to dinner and not order wine. They showed me how to entertain clients and not drink. They showed me how to show up. For my dying mother. 
and not reach for a glass or a bottle of wine to numb the pain. And for that, I'm forever grateful. They showed me how to seize moments and enjoy life to the fullest. Our 11th step states that I sought through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God as I understood him, praying for only knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. I'm pretty good on most days of praying for his knowledge. The power to carry that out sometimes gets away from me, and I feel like I'm back in control. But I have to take the action. Um, And our 12th step states, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. Today, that's a guide for me. I found recovery. I had a spiritual awakening. I help others, and I live life in integrity. I believe there's many ways to recover. This is just my story. The rooms of 12 steps presented miracles in front of me and continue to do so on a regular basis. I've seen lives transform, families reunited, and our community getting healthier. I see God in people, and I'm reminded that he's with me every step of the journey. You know, many people believe addiction is a moral lack of judgment. I'm here to share that it's a disease, and most people don't know how to get out of it, just like me. We have a solution. Today I show up and I share my experience, strength, and hope, and ask that you open your heart to people that are suffering. Today my life is as full as it could be, and I'm not even sure if I'd have time to fit drinking back in. I'm a perfectly imperfect wife, friend, sister, mother, and a grandmother. I have a career that I love. I volunteer my time with organizations I'm passionate about. I travel the world with my family and friends um, and have an ongoing relationship with God today. And all this is possible because I made a decision to do this thing called recovery. I'll leave you with the St. Francis prayer, which is quoted in our 12-step literature. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace, that where there is hatred, yeah, I'm getting emotional. That there, where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Thank you.